Welcome, everybody, on a Tuesday. Draft Talk with Tony Browski is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show this week. Joining me today, Eli Bashi, Jay Horn, Grant Richard, and Tyler Sawa are all with me today. Gentlemen, thank you for stopping by. Let's get into the program. Let's start, as always, with the introductions. And let's begin with Eli Bashi. Hello, Eli. How are you? How's work and school going? How's your Thanksgiving? And also, I know... You specifically, you are so thrilled after that Michigan win on Saturday. <laughs> I actually am curious, though, to hear your thoughts on that win. So, Eli? I am stunned uh, after what happened. He hasn't won me back, him being Jim, Jim Harbaugh. He has not won me back. He beat Ohio State once in how many tries? <laughs> what does he need to do to win you back? He won a you lot of people back. got to go to the playoff and not get oh, embarrassed. Don't get embarrassed. That's all I want. Making it to the play, beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten, and making it to the playoff isn't enough. Put up a fight in the play. Don't get just absolutely waxed in the playoffs. You know, I want to see some fight. Hey, my team got waxed in the playoff, and I still considered it a major success. Stinks. Okay. Your team (laughs) beat Michigan. That should tell you enough about the team Michigan is. Like, I'm not impressed, man. I mean, I'm impressed. Oh. But I'm impressed, but it's not enough for me, man. It's not enough for me. Do it next year. Then you'll get me, you know, just keep doing it. That one year is not going to, like, you're being like a, a Michigan fan, Tony. Michigan fans are like, what? Oh, Jim Harbaugh beat Ohio State one time. That's it. He's God. No. I, I never it. said that. Okay, let's settle <laughs> down here. I never once no, said that. You said, you said I shouldn't expect more. I should expect more. It's year one. I didn't say year that. Six of Jim Harbaugh? I, I think. Don't know what, huh? I, I don't know if it's necessarily fair for you to not be giving him and his team credit after no, finally getting credit. over the hump. Yeah, finally. That's the thing. Finally. I've been waiting my whole life. Hey. He got it done, though. That's the thing, though. And this is okay. coming from me. Do it again. Oh. That's not too much. Do you think it's too much to ask for me to say go to Ohio State next year and do it again? Well, no. That You should expect every year to try to get that win. But yeah. he got it He got it done this year, though. This year is this year. He, he got it done this I'm year. Impre- I'm happy, kind of. I don't know. I don't really associate <laughs> with that. I don't associate with the football. I felt nothing watching them win. I felt nothing. Like, I... I I'm just not a Michigan football fan anymore. They killed me. They killed my fandom. Oh, no. I, it's going to take a while to rebuild it. But but I, are you at all a little curious after that win and after potentially winning the Big Ten to go into the playoff? Curious about what? Whether Jim Harbaugh is good or not? Just getting you back in. No. They, they can't do it. They, he killed me. He, I'm dead. I'm dead to them. They're dead to me. Go Juwan Howard Wolverine. Jim Harbaugh's biggest win as Michigan football's head coach, and he's Eli is not me, impressed. Tony, Tony, he's dead to me. He he, oh, he's gonna. Oh my god, I don't even want to say it, man. I mean, like, no, you gotta they, say it now. They could lose this week. They are not losing laughing. to Iowa, man. They are I, not I losing to Iowa. Laugh. They're ten and a half point favorites Could right you imagine now. Imagine if they just put up a stinker. Oh, that'd be really so bad, poetic, but I don't man. expect it to happen. It would be so poetic, though. Do you understand how great it would be? I don't think it happens. No, it won't. But man, would it be great? Uh, I had a good Thanksgiving. Work, school is going well. School is about to be so busy the next couple weeks. Oh, I have a yeah. project due tomorrow at three p.m. That is twenty-five percent finished. Uh, oh, so what are yeah, you doing? That's, that's what I'm going to be doing the rest of the night uh, and the rest of the afternoon tomorrow. Oh, well, good luck with that. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Jay Horn now. Hello, Jay. Same thing to you. How are you? How was your Thanksgiving? And I, I know you're actually happy after that, <laughs> after that mission. Oh. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Pretty good. I had a good Thanksgiving. That's uh, good. A lot of shopping, a lot of food. Oh, you fell asleep, uh, didn't you? Oh, actually, yeah. I yeah you worked. Really have a Thanksgiving. Yeah, I worked a double shift. Yeah. And then I woke up at 1 a.m. and it was over. <laughs> well, then let me ask you, how's your Black Friday then? Well, that was great. That was went technically your morning. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ate about four plates, went shopping. 
went back home, went back out shopping with you guys, went out to eat, you know, pretty, pretty cool night. It was a good weekend, but what's your thoughts on that Michigan win? Dominance. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm I'm so happy they won. I MSU. Actually, I'm going to give them a shout out too, because I see they had a good season too, but Michigan, they did. Yeah, it was. They had a good season, but Michigan. I don't know, man. I, I'm stunned. I still don't believe it happened. Um, on Twitter was fun that day. Twitter was hot that day. You know, I got into a lot of arguments about little, you know, Ohio <laughs> people and Cedar Point and you know. Oh no, I didn't see this. Twitter. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see little this. Kids arguing me, you know, about how Cedar Point's a great thing in Ohio, but you know. I forgot I'm like 2020 kids are like 12 on Twitter. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good game. I do think we beat Iowa easily. So that means we would have played who in the playoff if we go to number two. Well, me and Grant were having this discussion before we start recording. So I guess with that, let's bring Grant in. <laughs> before we get to your intro, Grant, let's uh, let's talk about this. So... It really depends on what happens with Georgia and Alabama in the SEC title game. I mean, if Georgia wins, they're the one seed, and Alabama's out. But if Alabama wins, I think you put both Georgia and Alabama in. Um, Michigan, if they win on Saturday, which I think we're all expecting them to, I would probably put them at the two seed. And then I feel like the winner of the Big 12 between Baylor and Oklahoma State, I feel like that winner will get in, and then maybe Cincy will also get in. Again, depending on what so, happens with Alabama and Georgia. So is it one play four or two play three? I forgot how it It's works. one versus four, two versus three. Oh, man. I want to play. I think they keep Cincy so at bad. four. I don't think Cincy gets up to three ever. I think Michigan, if they win on Saturday, is going to be locked in as the two. Unless, I think they have to be. unless Alabama wins. In that case, I could see the committee being like, okay, let's put Bama at two because it's Alabama. But I, I feel like you're locked in as the two. I feel like you're locked yeah, in as the two. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, if I don't, Bama I don't beats Georgia, who even knows? I don't, I don't want to play either of those teams in the first game. Well, you're not going to be the four seed. Honestly. Well, I feel yeah, like Tennessee might get that one. I feel like Georgia's going to win on Saturday. I really do. Georgia is just a different, no pun intended, because they're the dogs. They're a different dog this year. <laughs> they are really, really good. I think they went on Saturday against Alabama. They knock out the Crimson Tide, and they are locked in as a one seed. So I don't think you're going to have to worry about Georgia unless you make it to the national title game. In that case, good luck. But <laughs> we'll, we'll worry about that if we have to worry about that. Um but anyway, Grant, while you're talking, let's get into your intro now. I mean, if you do want to talk a little bit about the playoff seeding that Jay kind of set up, you can. But go ahead and uh, talk for me. How you doing today? And uh, Mike's not here to say it for me. So how about Eli sets it up this week, huh? Grant, how was your yes. sports betting this week? <laughs> I like it, yeah. I'm going to make that quick. Thank you, Eli. Um, we were up. We were up big. Uh, a couple of NHL parlays hit a 4-2 banger on – well, that was Wednesday night. So that kind of set me off yeah, for all of Wednesday night. Still kind of feeling the effects of that. Just kidding. Anyway, um, <laughs> Saturday was a top-tier day. I mean, I've been sitting down with my family watching the Michigan-Ohio State game for – I mean, as long as I can remember, and I mean, my dad and I went to the one where I think they lost by two with, geez, it was years ago, but uh, no, it was uh, it was a big day for definitely me, a non-Michigan grad, and then my brother who's at Michigan, and my dad who went there. You have Michigan alumni suffering. in the family. Oh, ha- basically more than half of my family is Michigan alumni, so I'm a little bit of a letdown, but whatever. Um no, that was that was a phenomenal day, uh, but I'm I'm with Eli. Like, you can't just give me one one game you're supposed to like one game you need to win after coming into Ohio State with three or four times the a chance to go to Indy on the line and blow it, and like like I'm very impressed. This was an impressive win. It was a dominant win, but I'm not like resign Harbaugh to a 10-year contract. 
I need to see what happens at the end to bring this season to a close. I need to see promise next year. And I mean, I'm not moving the goalposts. I never said I, I, he'd be back in my good graces after one Ohio state win. This was a dominant win. I was very impressed. I enjoyed every second of that win, but you can't just beat a team once. Like we lost a state this year. So that's so kind of scares me. Like, yeah, we got this one, but again, we we lost to Michigan State, which okay, if if you want like I don't know if you I think you asked Eli what it would take to bring him back and like bring Harbaugh back into Eli's good graces. I think you just got to sweep. I think you got to sweep State and Ohio State one year and just kind of prove like, hey, we're a force. And then like, all right, I'm back in, but like I'm just not 100% there. Um, and my Thanksgiving was wonderful. Um, I think that's all the questions. Tony, yeah. how's your sports betting week if you want to talk about you, it? You did answer all the questions. And my sports betting, well, we knew it was coming. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was a losing week. The winning streak is over. Um, you know, the week was going fine for me until Saturday. That was not a good day for me at all because uh, – the one time I put money on Ohio State is when they lose to Michigan. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, the winning streak, Grant said it best when we were texting on Monday morning, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. That's what you said. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. So it Yeah, there it is. So the winning streak is over, unfortunately. Thanks, Ohio State. <laughs> but, no, we're going to have a bounce back week. We're all... We're doing okay. And if anyone's wondering, my Thanksgiving was also good. I mean, the Lions did find a way to disappoint me, even though I said it, I wasn't going to allow it to happen. But <laughs> we're not we're not going to talk about that today. I, I'd rather not. <laughs> but let me, let me go back to Jay really quickly, though, before we end off the intros with Tyler, and then we'll get the program rolling here. Jay, you hear Grant and Eli kind of have the same reaction after the Michigan win regarding, like, their faith in Jim Harbaugh, like they're still not fully bought in after this Ohio State win. Let me ask you, are you fully brought back in with Jim Harbaugh after that win? Heck heck no. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, He was one game from getting fired, I believe. Um, He's just a, he's he's just a, um, how can I put it? He's an attraction and he's good with like media and stuff. But like as a coach, he hasn't proven anything here that I'm like, oh, like I'm excited about. Like, Boy Carr was my my peak, and I was like five when he was here. So, Boy Carr was here. Brady Hoke was, eh. Rich Rodriguez was, eh. and then he comes in. Like he's cool, but like his record against like Michigan State is like like three and four maybe. Is that it? I don't know it off the top of my head. It is, yeah, it's three and four. Yeah, and then like Ohio State is like what one, one and five. five. Like, but that one no. win is a pretty massive one. I'll no, give him credit no, for that. I, I I get that, but like no offense, no no shade. We should be undefeated right now, easily. Like it's no way we lose to Michigan State like that. Well, if you want to oh blame God, the... up sixteen points in the second half, like it's, it's just no. Like way, how do you like, blow that? Oh, no, of, come on, come on, guys. Just blame the refs. No, no, a lot of seasons <laughs> that he's had, he's been, like, one one or two games on, like, having that great season, like Grant said, I think, and he well, always blows it. Well, e- even with the Michigan State loss, I, could, I sound like a Michigan defender, but <laughs> like I could still make the you argument. You you really do. I'm it's speaking, weird. I'm just telling you how it is. I still feel like you're having a really good season. You beat... You, listen to my words, you beat Ohio State. You're going to win the Big Ten. You're going to go to the college football playoff. Like, I'm surprised. Hold on. I'm surprised that's not enough. (laughs) I'm surprised that's not enough. Like, that's. He's coming to Ohio State as a one-loss team. There's There's so many programs across the country, (laughs) if not every one, that would take that. I know the standards are higher at Michigan, but like, come on! You got to you beat Ohio State. It. You you're when going to he, win the Big Ten. You're going to the playoff. How is that not enough? Because when he came in here, the expectations for him 
if you looked at our teams the past like six years, it is no reason why we have not touched the playoff one time. No, absolutely. Or beat Ohio State at least. No, twice. absolutely. Jim Harbaugh has been overall a disappointment, but this season he's finally starting to live up to what you brought him in here to be. What is it like seven years later? It only well, took him half my life. Yeah, like, geez, man. I, I'm I'm happy though. I just feel like he needs to keep his foot on the gas because I think he has he hasn't had Michigan behind him like this, like his fans, in a long time. Yeah, because he finally got over the hump. <laughs> it's funny what happens when you do that. <laughs> you even got Tony D trying to defend you, which again man, I can't you believe got Tony I'm Tony D defending Jim Harbaugh. If you told me this two years ago when we used to talk about everyone wanting Jim Harbaugh fired. If you told me two years later that Tony would be defending him, man, I wouldn't have, I would have told you that's a different Because I think, I think Eli, I understand, but I feel like you might be being a little too down after that win. I'm down bad, Tony. We all know this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, he he just, he's a, he's a, he's fraud, man. He's a fraud. (sighs) He's going to show it. He's going to show it. Just wait. Even if you get smoked in the playoff, whether that be in your first round game or the national championship against oh, Georgia, hypothetically. Smoked, oh, they ain't making it to the national championship in the game, Tony. You don't even got to think about that. You think they're losing to Cincy? They're getting smoked. Or Oklahoma right? State? No chance. Smoke. Smoke. Uh, hey, 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 be careful. Be careful with Oklahoma State. That's probably the best I'm not team. Saying bad. That's probably the best team in the country no one knows about. That team is really, really good. And no yeah, one knows I'm not saying they're it. bad, but I think Michigan's good, dude. I think Michigan can get to the national championship. No, I no also think you could. I also no think you could. I'm Georgia. just saying. I'm just saying. Don't sleep on Oklahoma State. But Who do we beat to get there, though? The national Oklahoma championship. State or Cincy? Yeah, probably Oklahoma State or Cincy. Or oh yeah, we'll kill. We'll kill maybe teams, if Alabama wins the SEC, that's when all hell breaks loose. Because <laughs> then Alabama's for sure in. So. Like, I don't know. If Alabama gets in, all hell is going to break loose. Because that's three teams in automatically, and then the argument is going to be, okay, do you put in uh, Cincy or the Big 12 champ, whether that be Oklahoma State or Baylor? And that that it's going to be the Big 12 team, and people are going to be upset over Cincy not getting in. But that's it's not a discussion for us to have. Anyway, uh, let's end off the interest here with – wait, is there something you want to say, Grant, before I get to Tyler? Yeah, just two quick things. Number one, Harbaugh's come into Ohio State as a one-loss team multiple times. If this was his first time getting there, then it's shown some progress, but we've been here before and it hasn't worked out. And secondly, I forgot to mention, the Raiders did win, and Tyler's on the show. So (laughs) I think think we broke the streak. We did break the streak. The Raiders won on Thanksgiving, which I should have listened to that stupid coin, Grant. (laughs) I should have listened to that stupid coin. Uh, But you know what, Grant? This is also kind of your fault because we went went out to Royal Oak on Wednesday night. We we went out to the bars, and I told you, I'm like, I'm not taking the Raiders tomorrow on Thanksgiving. You're like, I don't blame you, Tony. (laughs) But, man, you just totally listened to the coin, man. I still took the Raiders. I mean, what is the coin I saying next week? Oh, that's a double against Washington. Is that what the coin officially said? Yes. All right, I'm taking Raiders money line then. <laughs> Let's get it. All right, Grant. One last thing before we get to Tyler. Would would you consider this season to be a success for Michigan after a win against Ohio State, after winning the Big Ten and getting to the playoff, regardless of the result? So you're saying we win the big Michigan wins the Big Ten. You win the, to the playoff. You beat Ohio State. You win the Big Ten. You get to the playoff. And regardless of the results, is that a successful season for Michigan? If Michigan scores a point in the playoff, I'm, it's a great success. Jay. <laughs> if we don't get blown out, I'm cool. Okay. Eli, yeah. even though I know your answer. Man, Jim Harbaugh's a fraud, man. Get that out of here, man. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Let's end this off with Tyler Sawa. Hi, Tyler. How are you? How was your Thanksgiving? And uh, talk to me about your thoughts after that Michigan win on Saturday. Man, you guys are some Debbie Downers, dude. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, you. Sh- as a Michigan fan, you should be excited right now. And honestly, like, I'm not fully bought in back into Harbaugh, but I'm, I'm pretty close to right there. It's just Ooh. like, I mean... He did it. He got the job done. He did what I wanted him to do. Like, it might have taken a lot longer than expected, like, when we first hired him. Sure, but, like, it 
that happens. There's late bloomers and everything. Didn't Dabo Sweeney take forever uh, to be, you know, the, the dominant team that he was at Clemson? Like, it, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty there. I mean, you got a huge win. It wasn't like you barely beat Ohio State. You dominated Ohio State. You dominated them, yeah. You played their game versus them. Uh, it was a great coach game. Um, I mean, you're going to the college football playoffs. You exceeded expectations this year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm by no far disappointed. If they win versus Iowa, it is considered a successful season. And I'm optimistic now. Like, I, I, I truly believe Michigan is back. They don't need to win the Big Ten. I don't know. That... <laughs> right, hold, 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 hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. They don't need to win the Big Ten every year. I mean, you still have good teams in the Big Ten. Like, Michigan State's not going anywhere. They're just going to get better. Ohio State's Talk coming. We ain't going nowhere. You're damn Ohio- right. Ohio State is not going anywhere. And Penn State is still a good team. So, Oh, stop it. You didn't have to bring them into this. Uh, okay, I'm just saying. It's like it's still a good Big Ten East. And as long as they're competitive and, you know, they're around, like, you know, winning the Big Ten East every year. I'm okay with that. They don't have to win it every single year just because I know the competition that they're going to be facing every year. But I, I, I think Michigan has established a true culture. I think they're, you know, I think they're finally took a while. Back. It, it took a while. I'm not, I'm not denying that. I'm not <laughs> denying that. But I, like, I'm, I'm forgetting the past. The past is the past. I mean, it's all about what is now and what is current. And I think, you know, I, I think Harbaugh is building a true culture. I think he got the right defensive coordinator and I think Josh I'm so glad you mentioned that yeah that's a big I just I I think they're building a good culture in Michigan I really do think that so not that my expectations are they're gonna win the Big Ten every year just because that's very unrealistic it would hold on it not to cut you off if you want to say Michigan is back your expectation every year should be to win the Big Ten I'm not saying it's it's not that it it could be that I mean we could win the Big Ten every year. I have the hope that we could win the Big Ten every single year now uh, with what I've seen this season. I, I have that hope going into every year. I think when Michigan fans were talking in the past, like, oh, we have this, well, like, oh, we're going to do this this year, it was always talk. Now you have something to back it up after what you did this year. You got the job done this year. You've seen it happen before. You could talk the talk now. I mean, that's where Michigan is at this point. I think this was a huge win. I think it's a huge win for Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, people are going to, you know, give him hell for losing to Michigan State. And it is what it is. Like, you lost to Michigan State. That was a bad loss. But I've honestly, if anything, I think that loss is what kind of brought him here to. That's what some people said to me on Twitter. I, I think that loss woke them up and say, yeah. like, yeah. we cannot lose to Ohio State now. Yeah. Like, we, we, we can't lose both these big games. I think there was just so many games throughout the year where, you look at past Michigan teams, it's like we're going to lose this game. The Penn State game, for like for instance, that's yeah. a game every other Michigan team loses. But they came back and won that football game. Uh, Ohio State, that's a, that's a game they lose every single year, but they dominate Ohio State. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that was a very encouraging win for Michigan. A very successful season, regardless of what happens, as long as you beat Iowa, obviously. As long as you beat Iowa on Saturday... It's considered a successful season. It doesn't matter what happens in the playoffs. I think they could go to the national championship. I think they have a legitimate shot of going to the national championship. And I'm not saying they're the team that's going to win it all. But, I mean, this is a good team. This is a very good team. I think these edge rushers on this defense, there's not many teams in college football could say we have these type of guys. I mean, you have two legitimate top 15 talent that are going to go into the NFL draft next year. Aiden Hutchinson, we're going to start making arguments for him being the first pick. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and Ajabo? Ajabo is yeah. not a joke either. Yeah, he's like a top 10 pick probably. I mean, that that's a credit to Jim Harbaugh and his recruiting as well. So I, I have a lot of faith and optimism going forward for Michigan, and this was a very successful season because I did not expect this going into the year. Gentlemen, any reactions to Tyler's take there? I'm behind it. <laughs> You're I'm behind, behind that. I don't I'm, disagree. I'm behind, like, the, the, the Aiden Hutchinson and Ojabo thing. I'm 100% behind that. God forbid he gets drafted here and we ruin his career. But, hey. you know, I'm – hey, I don't – no, no. I don't want him here. But it might okay. happen anyway. I do. <laughs> I would love to have Aiden Hutchinson if, here. If, if he does, I'll, I'll embrace him. But, no, I, I like Tyler's take. And I like your Big Ten every year thing, too, because if we are back, we should win every year. Yeah, if you're going to say or, we're back, don't be like Texas back. You got to try to win the whole thing every year. <laughs> I think we're going to be a team that's going to be in the race 
you know, through the end of the season. If that's going to be us, Ohio State or Michigan State or, you know, Penn State. For, like, I, I think those four Stop teams are just Stop bringing Penn State into this. They're, they're, not four, doing, they're, they're not doing they're, anything. They're, they're a good team. Come on. <laughs> but that, there's four really good teams in the Big Ten East. And I think it's I think it's it's just it's it's cool to see something different in the finally in the Big Ten East that where you yeah. took down the big dog. No, it, took, it's it's for sure really good to see more parity like that. You know, this is a year in which Clemson had a down year. They're not going to be in the playoff. Uh, if Alabama loses, they're not going to be in the playoff. Ohio State's not in the playoff. We could get yep. a team like Cincinnati in the playoff, and a team like oh, Oklahoma's not going to be in the playoff either. We could see Oklahoma God. State in the playoff. Thank so, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's year of parity in college football, I guess, and that that's even impacting our conference and our state here. And it's given you a shot to actually have a legitimate shot to go to the national championship this year with how much parity there is right now in college football. Yeah, I mean, take it a game at a time. you got to focus on yeah, Iowa, exactly. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you take down Iowa, and then I, I think anything could happen at that point. Like, I, like I agree Absolutely. with you. I think I think Georgia is that team this year, but, like, they are. The, I they mean, are, yeah. w- w- we've seen a crazy season in college football, and we've seen crazier things. So, I don't know, man. This is – it's fun to be a Michigan fan right now. I'll say that. Grant, what did you want to say? I just want to say, oh, I'm completely blanking on his name, but Ohio State's quarterback at 400 yards Stroud. passing. CJ Stroud. And it didn't even feel like it. Like, I was going to put him at, like, 250, maybe three. Like, it it did not feel like he was doing that much the whole time, you know? No, you, and apparently you he had 400 yards and – yeah, that's that's when you know it was a domination because CJ Stroud had four hundred plus yards passing and very little to show for it. No, that that was a that was a dominant win, and like I said in my my video after the game, you you had them rattled. That that was the thing that really impressed me the most. Ohio State, I knew in the second quarter you were going to win that game. I, I knew early on you were going to win that game because Ohio State was doing a lot of non-Ohio State things. All the false start penalties, especially, that's not something Ohio State does. Like You had them rattled, and we you did. dominated them. They could not stop your run attack. Hassan Haskins, they could not stop him or your run attack. And defensively, too, they had no answers for Hutch, who, again, you know, I tweeted on Saturday. I mean, right now, it's still really early. We got a whole lot of time until the draft. Right now, without having done much draft homework, all the experts I'm seeing are still saying Thibodeau over Hutch, but I'm getting really close to being like, hey, give me either or, and I'm happy <laughs> if I'm not already there yet. I, I think also, like I mentioned earlier, just the coaching in that game was perfect. You couldn't have asked for a better game plan, both from the offense and defense. Um, Mike McDonald had a great game plan, yeah. and even though C.J. Straw had a bunch of passing yards, they, they just did not let them – or that at least it was very limited. They didn't let them get beat deep. It was yeah. you could ding and dunk all you want down the field, but we're not going to let you score. Or at least I know you know they, it was a bend don't break type of defense, and mm-hmm. it worked. And then offensively, that was the most creative I've ever seen Josh Gaddis get. And they it made Ohio nowhere. and they made Ohio State's defense. Even though they don't have the Bosa, they don't have the Chase Young anymore in that defense. They yeah. made that defense. You know, it, it looked bad. I mean, Michigan dominated. From the trenches, as much of a cliche that is, they dominated in both sides of the the trenches on the offensive line and the defensive line. So perfect game plan, and the guys stepped up to the game plan, and it was a perfect game for Michigan. You couldn't really ask for much more. It was a dominant win, and despite people like Eli (laughs) and Grant maybe not being brought back in all the way with Jim Harbaugh and what he's doing with Michigan right now, like, take it from me, who does not like Michigan or Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> like, I'm a Michigan State fan, okay? Take it from me. After that game, even I was like, you know what? That that shut me up. Like, that, that's exactly what Michigan fans wanted to see from a Jim Harbaugh-Michigan team. It took a while, but they finally got it done. You beat Ohio State. And, yes, I know Jim Harbaugh is still 1-5 against Ohio State. But you know what? That one win... For this year, really freaking important because now, like I said in the video after the game, this is your year. Like, you have a real shot to win the Big Ten. You're, you're going to be in the playoff if you win on Saturday. And like Tyler said, as long as you get in, who knows what can happen. It's the year of parody in college football. So, 
I'll I'll end off the college football and intro talk with this. You know, someone tweeted at me after the game on Saturday. It's good to be a college football fan, period, in the state of Michigan, especially regarding Michigan and Michigan State, because if you ask me, they both have had successful seasons. Now, Michigan, they obviously still got to play in the Big Ten title game and play in the playoff probably too, and Michigan State still has a bowl game as well, but... Like it, it's still been successful season so far for both teams. We obviously talked about Michigan. Now let's talk about my team. Let's get some Michigan State love in here. Come on now, Jay. He he gave Michigan State a shout out earlier. So um, let, let's give Michigan State a little bit of love too because they they also had a really successful season this year. Year two under Mel Tucker, the the first full year technically too, and it's a ten win season. Wins against Michigan, wins against Penn State. Um, at the time, you went into Miami, a ranked team, and beat them in their place. I know Miami's not very good, but they were ranked at the time. You still went on the road to beat them. Like Michigan State had some really nice wins this season. They had some bad losses too, but it was still a really successful season. Tuck coming, baby. <laughs> Worth every penny of that extension, if you ask me, because... If we didn't lock him up, someone was absolutely going to take him, whether that was going to be another program in college football or you saw reports from, I believe it was Schefter, who said the NFL was starting to look at him. <laughs> so, yeah, Mel Tucker deserved every penny of that extension. I'm really, really happy to have him as Michigan State's head coach and can't wait to see what the future holds. He's already making noise in the transfer portal already. <laughs> he uh, got a former four-star running back from Wisconsin, I believe, on Monday. Saw that running back. Yeah. Yep. And Kenneth Walker's probably gone, so got to find a replacement for him. He'll be tough, but Mel Tucker's already doing stuff in the transfer portal. Let's no, go. Tuck Mich- coming. Successful season for both Michigan and Michigan State. Everyone's happy. Ohio State's I, out of it, and both of us are happy. <laughs> I, I, I agree 100%. Michigan yeah. State, I mean, it was a phenomenal season. You know that's my side team. I like Michigan. I, I'm a big I, fan of Mel Tucker. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Tucker, and it, it unbelievable, man. Ten wins in a first college football season. I can't season. believe it. I, I mean, first real college it. football season, I would say, because, yeah. you know, it's, 2020 was whack. But – it's unbelievable what he did in it until it beat his rival Michigan and you know to win a big game which it didn't really have much on the line outside of you know like a uh, a New Year's Six bowl game beating Penn State like that that, that ten it was win a great season year. matters ten win it's seasons a- better than nine win season. <laughs> And it, and it was good to see the boys for Michigan State kind of fight back after Tucker got his extension and getting their butt whooped by Ohio State. It was nice yeah. to see them kind of come back, even though not really much on the line as far as, you know, the Big Ten East or anything like that. You know, they came back, they played for their coach, and, you know, they beat a good team in Penn State. So, Here uh, again. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, what Mel Tucker, do, what Mel Tucker did this year – and, you know, I, I think as a Michigan State fan, you have to be very optimistic going forward because this yeah. is only year one, really, year two yeah. technically. Yeah. And what the he was first able, full year. Yeah, and exactly. And what he was able to get accomplished and the players that he brought in and just how they contributed right away to him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're a smart football team. You know, they're yeah. a disciplined team. They don't do stupid stuff. They play for their coach. So it's just a lot of good signs uh, for this program going forward. And I just love, you know, what's going on in the state of college football right now. Michigan, Michigan State are, I think, both back to a certain degree where I think the rivalry is as best as it could ever be right now, as as best as we can ever see it. And I think it's just amazing for college football and amazing for the Big Ten, you know. And, and I think it's true parity now in the Big Ten, not even just this mm-hmm. year, but just going forward. I think there's just so many good teams in the Big Ten, and it, it it's fun right now. It's very fun, and it's almost SEC-esque. You know, I forget – who I saw mention this might have been Cowherd. Um, I don't know. I heard someone brought this up, and it kind of bounces off your point. The Big Ten this year really showed that there you can consider them to be a legitimate threat to the SEC because like the SEC is obviously the best conference in the country. But after okay. that, like who's the clear number two? And this is coming into the season. Like it was really just Ohio State and everyone else coming into the year. The ACC was really Clemson, everyone else coming into the year, but now the ACC is complete garbage. Uh, the Pac-12 coming into the year was really just Oregon and everybody else. But, hey, now now you got to watch out for the Pac-12 because of Lincoln Riley going to USC. Tyler, Absolutely. you know Lincoln Riley's my guy. That is a Absolutely. massive, massive hire for UFC. They are going to be back 
instantly. You want to talk about someone being back, USC is going to be back really soon. Um, The the amount of recruiting you could do over there in California. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a really big-time get for USC and a big I loss for Oklahoma. But, like, the whole point here is that, like, we didn't know who the clear number two was to the SEC. Now, after this year, I think you could say it's the Big Ten easily. I think it's clear. Yeah, like you said, there's, there, a lot of, there's a lot of good teams right now. There's three legitimate teams that we could all agree on that are in the Big Ten that are legitimate playoff contenders, I think, going and, forward. Yeah, and then there's other ones where, you know, if the chips fall in their direction, like they can also be a major threat Penn to State. win the conference. Penn State, Wisconsin, <laughs> Iowa. Wisconsin, yeah. Yep. Um, Pat Fitzgerald is uh, a really good coach. So I know I that a like tough year. Yeah. You got to give him credit just because of who he is as a coach. Um, in Nebraska. Yeah, okay. Nah. <laughs> Scott Frost. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want a fraud, that's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nebraska did have some nice – Hard-fought games this year, but ah, nah, we're not in Nebraska. I'm not talking about them. Anyway, though. Uh, Mr. Moral victories. Score losses for, <laughs> nine one-score losses for Nebraska. Kind of <laughs> They're Mr. Moral victories. No, oh, man. But, no, I mean, to wrap up the college football talk here, though, I mean, specifically regarding our two teams in the state, though, as someone tweeted to me on Saturday – we're all happy. It's a good time to be a college football fan this day. If you're a Michigan fan, well, unless you're – well, Eli's not a Michigan fan. <laughs> so, He's a Michigan basketball fan. Tony, I, I got an analogy for you. Hey. I'm going to connect this to basketball. Let's say the Toronto Raptors coached by Dwayne Casey. Oh. And like In like year five, they beat LeBron James Cavs <laughs> in the second round, and then they lose in the conference finals. You think Raptors fans are going to be happy that Dwayne finally beat LeBron? No. But they're advancing in the playoffs. Yeah, and then they lose. Who cares? That's I my think, point. I think Tyler cares. I think That's a lot of Michigan point. fans care too. Yeah, well, I think all... the I think a good majority of Michigan fans, regardless you know of I what feel happens. About Michigan fans, so <laughs> you know I feel like a good majority of Michigan fans are happy regardless of what yeah, happens in the playoffs. Because they're delusional. Oh. <laughs> they don't know what a good team is anymore. They've lost it. Today, what I mean, this year wasn't a good team. Oh my god, this oh is a good team. They're gonna get smacked. Oh, this this team, this this smacked. team this year was nice. This, this is a good nice. team. This they're was a good team. Smacked. I mean, they were a one win. They were a one loss team in a oh. good Big Ten. Look at the game. We got two. Lost. We got two it's quarterbacks that we can use. We got two quarterbacks. Two like, quarterbacks. Yeah, because yeah, they both are not good at what each other do Whoa. well. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Don't talk about oh. JJ. I don't care about oh. Kenny. Don't, don't talk about JJ. Oh, my that. God. You got one that can throw, one that can't throw. Like, give me a break. Kate was throwing, though, last game. And he did. He had the nicest pass I've ever seen in his career. <laughs> he had a dime, and I was, like, in shock. But that ain't going to happen again. They're getting smacked. Well, it's his last year anyway, so we'll, I mean, we don't have to see Cade McNamara, uh, Ma- Cade McNamara after this year. And then it's the JJ show. JJ's going to be good for you. <laughs> JJ's I mean, gonna fr- be- this guy's a freshman right now. And he's J- like JJ's going to be really good. I'm a he's little worried about player. him. He I'm a little worried about player. facing him. He's going to be good. He's going to be really good. But, um... No. Anyway, as I was saying before, uh, not Michigan fan Eli, <laughs> I brought him in here. Um, you know, whether you're a Michigan fan, whether you're a Michigan State fan, you could be happy with the seasons you have had. And I feel like I know every Michigan State fan agrees. And I, I'm pretty sure most Michigan fans also agree too. Yeah, that's going to wrap up the college football talk in the intros. I kind of combined the intros and the college football talk into uh, a big old segment to start the show (laughs) so we don't really have too much time to get into much else which might be a good thing because what I wanted to talk about after college football was the Tigers and we we will talk a little Tigers down the program here but I want to be careful talking Tigers (laughs) because we are recording this on Monday nights and I, I I can I already know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna upload this, it's gonna be up for a little bit, and then boom, something's gonna happen. <laughs> now if nothing happens, that that actually be great for me because that means we probably don't have to record it an emergency episode or whatever. <laughs> but 
we're, we're still going to talk Tigers, talk about what's going on with them. Uh, we're, we're going to be careful, though, because I don't want to talk about too much, and then we look back in a couple hours after uploading, and then it's like, ah, oh, well, it doesn't even mean anything. <laughs> so uh, with that, I'm just going to bring Tyler in here and get his thoughts. Everyone already knows my thoughts on what's, <laughs> what's going on with the Tigers right now. So at the time of recording this on Monday night, Again, I want to be careful because things could quickly change. <laughs> but as of right now, Tigers really aren't doing anything. The hot stove is burning because teams are trying to get things done before the inevitable lockout happens on um, December 1st, which I guess would technically be tonight at the time of uploading this at midnight, I think. Um, so teams are trying to get everything done and the Tigers are just kind of not doing anything. It's a little frustrating because, you know, the Tigers have the money, but they just doesn't look like they want to spend it right now. I don't know. But, um, anywho, Tyler, you want to talk about Carlos Correa, the money, uh, Javi, just go ahead. Just be careful though, because this might not mean anything in a few hours. I think very quickly. Um, I think the CBA ends after December first, so I don't know. Have... I don't know if it. I don't know how that's going to work. Like, does, so it, does bl- the lockout happen immediately at midnight? Yeah. So after okay, yeah. after December first, so like going oh. into December second. So oh. we have all of Tuesday and all of Wednesday, I believe. Oh. So, oh. so we okay. so we still so we still have two full days. Not okay. Just, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, the stove is very hot right now and not very hot for the Tigers right now. They're not doing very much of anything. I mean, they, they made a minor league transaction today, and then they uh, DFA'd Grayson Griner, if, if that means anything. But, no, I think uh, you've seen a, a bunch of moves around Major League Baseball right now. Just, you know, the Texas Rangers, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. The New York Mets are another team. Uh, but as far as the Tigers' side, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, we've been talking – for now over a year how we need a shortstop very badly and you know you lost out on two of the five big name shortstop you know free agents in Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager those guys are both to Texas so that now leaves you with Carlos Correa Javier Baez and uh, Trevor Story obviously a lot of Tiger fans are on the Carlos Correa train including myself and including Tony yeah. I would, and inclu- I would say including this whole podcast uh, I don't think that's even a doubt I, I think that's obviously where a lot of Tiger fans, you know, heads out. That's where they want right now. But it's going to be interesting to see if that ends up being the actual guy because we've seen reports where the Tigers don't want to pay $300 million to one player. And you saw Corey Seager's deal. I think he made close to 320 or 325 325 I think it was the number. Yeah, so a lot of money. And, you know, Ten I, I years. think. years. Yeah, and I think Carlos Correa is a better baseball player, and I think he either gets the same exact contract or, as that or more. He's going to get more money. I think he gets more than likely, yeah. yep, and, and probably the same amount of years. So it, it's obviously a big commitment, but for me, I think it's a no-brainer uh, just as far as looking at the shortstop market right now. Like Javier Baez, I don't want to get it twisted and say he's a bad baseball player because I still think Javier Baez is a good baseball player. He is. But – I, I have my worries and my concerns with him, mm-hmm. and you're going to still have to pay a lot of money towards a guy like Baez. Is it Carlos yeah. Correa money? Absolutely not. But is it going to be a lot of money? Yeah. it's You're still going to be paying him probably at the very minimum 18 to $19 million a year. I think that's the minimum for me as, as I see Javier Baez getting from either the Tigers or a different baseball team. I don't think he gets anything lower than that. So it's, you're still committing a lot of money towards a Javier Baez. And the only way I would have been okay – with getting a Javier Baez, if that's the way they go, they got to go out and spend it on somebody else then. Like, if you're going to save and preserve that money, you got to go out and get another big free agent in this market. If that's a starting pitcher, if that's a reliever, I don't really care. But you got to use that money towards something else. Because I don't want to hear the excuse that the Tigers don't want to pay Carlos Correa because right now, you're not paying anybody on this baseball team outside of Miguel Cabrera, whose contract ends in two years. And you paid Eduardo Rodriguez this year. And after that, it, your salary is very low. I mean, you got guys like Robbie Grossman. You got guys like Jonathan Scope. Tucker I Barnhart, mean, th- I think, is the third yeah, highest Barnhart, salary. yeah. I mean, those, th- that's like $7 million a year, which yeah. is not chump change, but it's not, We have you know, the money. We're below league average right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when I, when I see an owner who's top five in, you know, money in the whole MLB, 
I just expect to be league average. I'm not like, saying to be the Yankees. I'm not saying to be the Dodgers. I'm not saying to even be what the New York Mets are doing right now. I'm saying just be league average. So I don't want to hear some bogus excuse that they don't want to spend the money on one player because uh, we have multiple needs. If you have multiple needs and, and that's the actual concern, go get multiple players then. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get Javier Baez, go get someone else. And, you know, the, the time is ticking because a lot of these guys are coming off the board and have signed with different teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javier Baez, like if you're going to get a Javier Baez, you're going to compliment him with the Robbie Ray. That's off the window because Robbie Ray is now a Mariner. If you're going to compliment him with a, a John Gray, that's off the window. He's a Texas Ranger. You still have some names out there if you if you want to get a guy like Baez and compliment him with someone else. But the clock is ticking, and it's just going to be interesting to see how it goes. So I'm in the I'm in the boat is you get either Carlos Correa, and that could be your big signing, and you can then go a little cheaper route and fill in the other positions because I think Carlos Correa is just that good of a baseball player, which makes that okay. Or you could go route two and go get Javier Baez. But if you, get, if you settle with Javier Baez or, or Trevor Story, I want more, and that's you know Marcus Stroman, uh, Carlos Rodon, someone along that line of of another starting pitcher who's going to make decent money. So that's just kind of where my head is right now with the Tigers and uh, what I want to see them kind of do in this offseason. Yeah, I mean, again, we're recording this on Monday night, and things could change quickly. If things do change, I mean, you'll obviously see our reactions on Twitter and me on YouTube as well. You know what changed, Tony? <laughs> The price of a hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars changed. <laughs> and you know where that extra money's going, Tony? To Chris Illich's oh. little pockets. That's where it's going. You know what he's doing <laughs> with that money? Oh, he's pocketing all the money. He's not going to spend a dime, this guy. This guy, Mike Illich rolling over in his grave. This is his son. He's got to be adopted. This Ain't no way this is Mike Illich's genes, man. There's no way, no way <laughs> oh my in, in this world that this is Mike Illich's genes. You gotta be kidding! Mike Illich would have had Correa signed already. He would have yeah. brought JV back. He would have still signed Eduardo Rodriguez. Man, you Mike Illich would have like top three in payroll. <laughs> he would have right brought now, in Corey Seager too. Oh, oh, oh Simeon! What the Rangers are doing is what Mister I would have done. He would have. He would. Which the, I don't know what the Texas payroll. Rangers are doing, by the way, Tyler. But I, yeah, we're not in I, Arlington I, or Dallas. <laughs> I don't care. But I just wanted to get that out there. You know why we're not signing a big free agent? Because I stole an elephant ear from Chris Illich's you pocket. You did not steal oh an elephant God. ear. They gave it to you. They did. Free elephant ear screwed <laughs> us out of Carlos Correa, man. It's because oh we God. always talk crap about the park in, man. Oh, oh man. Well, actually, if it was Mike. I, I I got my elephant ears, and Mike goes, oh, I thought I ordered so too. <laughs> he goes, I thought you ordered too. <laughs> the Tigers didn't bring back Locke St. John because we talked too much junk about the park in. Oh, I am so disappointed. <laughs> I am so disappointed with that. Oh, I got to talk to Scott about that one. Shout out to Trash Talk listener Scott. Oh, no, that's terrible. He's an <laughs> Iowa Cup. Oh, um, Iowa. What are we doing in the middle of a cornfield? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, getting back on track here really quickly. Um... Like, no, here's where I stand right now. And again, if things change, you'll see our reaction on Twitter. You'll see me on YouTube. Maybe we'll record an emergency episode. We'll figure it out. But as where the things stand right now when we're recording on Monday night and this uploads on Tuesday morning or afternoon, like where things stand right now, I already tweeted it, but where I stand right now with the Tigers, it's just frustrating because we all know they have the money. And one of the things that I tweeted on Monday was Carlos Correa could easily be a Tiger right now. Like, everyone knows Carlos Correa is and always is going to be my guy. And I'll talk about Javi and Trevor Story in a second here, but Carlos Correa has obviously always been and will be my guy until we get him or until we might not get him. He's always going to be my top guy. He could easily be a Tiger right now. We have the money. And the reason I say that is because... You saw Corey Seager sign for 10 years, 325 mil with Texas or whatever it was. Do you think if the Tigers offered Correa like a 10-year, $350 million contract, he would wait until after December 1st to sign? Hell no. He probably wouldn't wait to sign that. Corey Seager just got the bag. He's like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm not waiting. (laughs) You know? It's frustrating because we have the money. I know we do. But it's it's public knowledge. Tony, where's, uh, where's Trevor's story at? All the beat writers are talking about how Alvila doesn't want to spend the money, but uh, whatever. Where's Trevor Story at? Yeah, where's Trevor Story at? What do you mean, where's he, he at? Free agent? Yes. 
Oh boy. Yeah. yeah th- those it's, are the top it, three. It's down to Correa, fights. Baez, and Story. And oh boy. We're, yeah, we're getting to a point where, I mean, if we don't get Correa, I'm going to be disappointed. But if we don't win one of these top shortstops, I'm really going to be mad. That's going to be a complete failure if the Tigers don't land one of these three shortstops. Are you, are you putting more blame on uh, Illich or Avila? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Both of them. Both of them. Because it's Illich's money, but it's also Al saying, well, we don't want to go over 300 mil for one player. Like, it's, it's but both. But do you think that's just Al echoing what Chris told him? It's possible. It's possible, but... Like, is Al just the messenger? I don't want to blame him. Al messenger. is still the one actually making the moves, though. Yeah, I mean, but he's the he's the do face anything. behind it. Yes. Chris, it's Chris's money, but it's Al actually making these moves. And if they don't land one of these top shortstops, I'm going to be really mad. That's going to be such a disappointment. Because like Tyler said, we've known for at least a year that this offseason was going to be big for the Tigers, specifically in trying to add a shortstop. And if they can't add one of these guys, it's going to be such a disappointment, such a major failure by the Tigers. And what's the message to A.J. Hinch where I believe he has an opt-out after this season if he wants I'm, to? That, I'm terrified of that. <laughs> if we don't land one I mean, of these if, shorts, if, though, if you don't, sh- If you don't show, you know, like we want to be competitive and want to win, like oh. Eduardo Rodriguez, Tucker Barnard, great moves, but there's got to be more. you got to add more. Those yeah, can't it, be it. Yeah, and, and we said that when we did. Those are great starts. It's a great start to the offseason. Yeah. But what's next? And we yeah. haven't seen what's next yet. So I don't want to panic yet because those guys are still in the market. It's it's really gonna hit me when all of them are gone, and if they're not a tiger, that's yeah. when that that's when it starts to really get you know that that's when I start to get angry. Like that's what right now I'm waiting to see because yeah. th- that, that's st- all we can do. Yeah, I mean they're all still in the market. Not all. I mean three of the three five of guys five, yeah. are still in the market right now, and you know Carlos Correa hasn't gone anywhere yet, so it, it's no need he to probably panic. won't either. Yeah, so th- there's no need to panic right no. now until something actually happens. Or if the Tigers clearly say we're not doing that, which they, they almost kind of said they, they weren't. But, you know, things could change. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in panic mode just yet. But, no, y- you have to show you have the best manager in baseball. If not the best manager, you have a top three manager in baseball. You have to show him that, you know, h- him choosing Detroit and – you know, that decision was right and that he's going to want to stay and build a dynasty. I'm not saying AJ's going anywhere, but you got to show signs where I want to compete from a front office and an ownership standpoint. You can't have scared money when you have a manager like AJ Hinch. You can't, you be, can't have. You can't be talking to all these top shortstops and, and do being, nothing. being linked to a guy like Carlos Correa and do nothing. <laughs> You can't. You I don't think can't. you could have a manager like AJ Hinch and do nothing. Yeah. He's such a good manager. It's like you can't waste him. You have to take advantage when you have, I think, the best manager in baseball. Yeah. I'm at the point with the Tigers where I, obviously I want Correa, but at the same time, just get me one of these shortstops. Like Javi Baez, he's the one that we've been linked to. I would be mad because the Tigers – they would probably be choosing Baez over Correa for the money, and that would frustrate me. But, like like you said, Javi, he's not a bad player. He's an excellent defender despite the errors last season, and he does have a lot of pop in his bat. But It's Comerica, man. He, he's also a really exciting player, maybe the most exciting player in baseball. But there are concerns. I mean, the errors last season, they were a little concerning, even though he's still a really good defender. Despite having pop in his bat, like he played at Wrigley all those years. The strikeouts strike doesn't draw outs. walks. Oh, he doesn't draw walks. I, yeah, this concerns with Javi and then Trevor Story. I, I've already talked about Trevor Story in a previous episode. He's going to be a walking flyout in Comerica Park. Wild machine at Comerica. <laughs> He's going to. He is going to be a walking flyout. I can see it now. Me and Tyler went to the Wings game on Saturday night. We were talking about this on the way there in the car. Trevor's story, I can see it now. Tigers is down 3-2, bomb the ninth inning. His <laughs> final strike, it's like a 1-2 count or something. Trevor's story, bam, fly ball, deep center, going back at the track, at the wall. Game over, Tigers. Get lose. likes. I can see it now. <laughs> I can see it now. Oh, there it goes. Warrior track, wall. The crowd is on their feet going nuts, and it dies right in front of the wall. Game over. That's what's going to happen with Trevor's story, man. But Carlos Correa would eat at Comerica Park. He would <sighs> eat those gaps. There's a reason Car- why there's a reason why Correa is my top guy. I think he would absolutely thrive here. But Carlos doesn't rely just on his power, dude. He would eat those Comerica gaps. It would be such a good fit. 
I really hope they open the checkbook, but I'm not feeling too confident right now. Like I said, I, if they, if I they get know. a story or bias, I'm not. Fine. I'm, I'm mad, but I'm not like yeah. kicking and screaming. I'm yeah. kicking and screaming oh, if I'm we screaming. don't get any of these guys. I'm screaming. Yeah. I'm screaming. Uh, Chris Illich, where are you? <sighs> There's just got to be a follow-up move if it's going to be story or bias. You got to go get like a Carlos Rodon or a Stroman or something. Somebody. Yeah. And even then, I would still take the Carlos Correa route. You can give me Carlos Correa and Willie Peralta as my fifth starter. Honestly, if you give me Carlos Correa, you can sign Eli for all I care. Like, man, <laughs> just get me Correa, please. Because oh, no, like Illich I, doesn't have the money to sign me. To oh, I'd sign Eli. Oh, like like I obviously don't. We need a fifth starter because you didn't tender Matt Boyd. He's out out the doors, and then Turnbull's obviously gonna be out for the whole season. So you need a fifth starter, most definitely this year. But if you get Carlos Correa, I don't even. I'm not even asking for a high end guy at that point. I'm asking for Willie Peralta. You don't even technically need a fifth starter. Tyler Alexander, I would easily just say go ahead. Sure, but I like him in his role in the bullpen and as like I, a sixth starter. I I do too, but. You get what I'm saying here. Yeah. If money is such a problem, you don't technically need a fifth but like starter. That, this, sh- this shouldn't be a problem. You should be able to it get sh- Correa. It shouldn't, that's, and, that's my whole point. Yeah. This shouldn't be a discussion right now. Like You should be able to get Correa and maybe not Marcus Stroman, but like a, still a middle-end starter. Like I know he just got signed a couple hours ago from the time of this recording, but like an Alex Cobb or something like along that line. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. I don't know. Tiger's Twitter is not fun right now. <laughs> Everyone is uh, – not happy with the the events going on right now. And again, maybe maybe as this uploads, things change. And like I said, just just watch us on Twitter, watch me on YouTube. You'll see all our reactions there. Maybe we'll record in uh, an emergency broadcast. This weight is gonna that. suck. This this lockout is gonna suck. This lockout is gonna really suck because the hot stove is burning right now. It's burning because of the lockout, but it's still so good seeing all these moves. Mad Max to the freaking Mets. Uh, Robbie Ray to the to the Mariners, Seager and Simeon and uh, Calhoun, Starlin and Marte, John Gray to the Rangers, Marte to the Mets. Like there's so much, there's so much movement right now, and there's gonna be a lockout, and the Tigers aren't doing anything. <laughs> but it almost uh, might be better if the Tigers just go to the lockout right now. <laughs> you know what? If they go to the lockout. They still got a shot at Correa. <laughs> I, you know, people have brought this up to me, and we're going to wrap up the show quickly here, but people have brought this up to me too. Maybe the Tigers are just playing hardball. Like, maybe Correa is their guy, and they're just trying to see if they could get that price just a little bit lower, which I still think is ridiculous, but... Just sign the guy. I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> just sign the guy. Yeah. Well, hopefully we don't have to scrap this whole Tiger talk in a few hours and... uh talk about a non-Carlos Correa signing. I don't think Carlos Correa is signing anywhere. If anything, Baez could be Correa's for sure. Well, yeah. I, again, we could easily sign Correa right now. but I, It's not happening. I know, but we're not because we don't want to spend the money. I mean, uh, the, the, the one, you know, I think we saw the report. I don't remember who it was exactly from, so apologies. But it looks like Javier Baez could be signing very soon before the lockout as well. So that's going to be interesting to see if it's... You know what team that's going to be. If Mets it's the are apparently in there. Red Sox, I heard. Um... I don't. I haven't heard a lot of Cubs buzz, but that was a team before the off season that was like, "Hey, you might go back to the Cubs." So. That doesn't make sense. They're rebuilding. Well, well the Rangers. It, the doesn't Rangers. Make, it doesn't make sense for them to be doing what they're doing. You're but right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Nonetheless, that's going to wrap up today's program. We did a lot of college football talk, which I wasn't against it. Grant, I know you weren't against it either. <laughs> No, that was a good time. Can yeah. I lay something on the baseball train? Absolutely. Real quick Absolutely. before it leaves yes. the station. Yes. Considering only the only you, are, not you, Eli. <laughs> considering where the Tigers are in cap space and team need, I think there you will have a right to be disgusted and upset if Correa is not a Tiger. There's no reason other than money for him not to be a Tiger. He sat yeah. down at lunch with AJ Hinch for well, what? It, what was the report? Well, five, six hours. Well, they 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 like, are they do have a close relationship. You got a Western novel, <laughs> I, 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 ham and cheese. Um, I, I think that got blown up a little too much by Twitter. I mean, AJ said himself, like I was dropping off like a baby gift or something. <laughs> like they they do have sure, a close they do have a close relationship. Maybe but, a baby check. Oh, <laughs> maybe a maybe a big baby check. <laughs> I'm just saying, you have all the money in the world to throw at this guy. Yeah, no, it's scary. Sure. 
long-term committing. And I think from my, you guys are obviously deeper on the Tigers than I am, but from my standpoint, if you have the money and there's mutual interest, anything less than Correa is slightly upsetting. And you can cut that if something changes in the near future. But I, I would be, from my standpoint, upset with anything less than Correa because I don't like story. I think Baez can be coached, like his strikeouts. I know you guys, we've been all saying that they're up a lot, but I think that can be worked on. I just, I just don't want to get stuck with Trevor Story and the way things go. I can see it happening. But Fly ball, deep center at the wall (laughs) to give the Tigers the win. Oh, it died in front of the wall. I don't think Trevor Story's on the radar, honestly. I think it's Correa Baez. That's just that's just my opinion. And you know Trevor Story bat flips. If he when he flies out to dead center, like he hits it, he <laughs> chucks his bat, like he's already screaming, going around the bases, and <laughs> it's a fly out to center. It's like, yeah, this is not Colorado, buddy. But that's all I have. Yeah, that's just I, I just wanted to no, share no. my piece. No, you're good. You're good. And very quickly, very quickly. Sorry, I I don't understand why people worry about these ten year contracts. Like that's a, that's something I'll worry about when I'm uh, 31. Like I'll worry about that when I'm older. I I want to enjoy good baseball and Carlos Curry has a lot of good baseball up there. He's 27. The Tigers are in such a prime position. We've talked about this so many times before, but the Tigers are in such a prime position. Like they're coming out of the rebuild. They have one of the best, if not the best manager in baseball. They've got, they got talent coming up from the minors Two really good prospects coming up from the minors. In fact, and you've got you got a pretty talented baseball team, a young baseball team too. Like, and you got the money. Just you you're in such a prime position to add one of the top players in baseball, in Carlos Correa. It's a position in need. You got the money, the position of the team that we're in right now. Like, it just it makes so much sense. There's a reason why everybody and their brother is mocking Carlos Correa to the Tigers. Like, just just please, <laughs> just please. Oh, like the only way I'm not disappointed is like if they offered him, but he rejected. Like he just didn't want to come here. That's well, then, one thing. then you then, can't control. Then, that, then I but... bring up the AJ Hinch quote where it's like, ah, you don't want to come here, we'll just beat you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, like that, that's the only reason yeah. that that this shouldn't be a done deal. But man, I don't. I don't even know if I see that happening. Like, man, if he could play with AJ again, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. But we're we're gonna get out of here though. So, gentlemen, good talk this week about the Tigers and some. Michigan, Michigan State College football talk. So for my entire crew, my name is Tony Browski. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you all next time.